0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth
1: like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made off money.
0: She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K.
2: Welcome to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Happy Taco Tuesday. No, we don't munch, have munch munch. We don't have we still don't have Taco Tuesday sound effects for y'all. But I'm glad I actually came into the studio tonight thinking thinking it was Hump Day, thinking it was Wednesday, uh, forgetting that it actually was Taco Tuesday, which is a good thing that it's Taco Tuesday because we don't have Congressman Andy Biggs, our favorite congressman. We don't have him booked for Hump Day. We've got him booked for Taco Tuesday, so we are going to jump right in. Well, after I bring in my partner in crime right here, my man DJ Potato Skins. Hey hey hey! Let's get to the congressman. Yeah. He's got. Precious time and lots to get to. Well, exactly, because I got to put my man, our favorite congressman, through a lightning round because we got so much to discuss with him. Welcome back to the show, Congressman Andy
1: Biggs. Thank you, Andrea. And, and, did, I, did you say tater skins?
0: DJ Potato tater? Skins, that's yes, correct. Yes, that's,
1: that's Noah's... DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, well... <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's kind of all a right. long story, but my producers all get vegetable names, and in the South where I come from, a potato skin is considered a vegetable. Amen. Oh, so, <laughs>
1: it's such it's deep fried. Especially <laughs> if it's
2: deep fried. Exactly. Um, speaking of deep fried, nice segue, Congressman Biggs. Um, <laughs> tomorrow, Christopher Ray. is is coming before y'all to answer questions, and I am hoping that he is going to be deep fried like he's a piece of catfish. What can we expect tomorrow?
1: Well, everybody seems to have their own take on what they want to ask him, you know, whether it's about FISA and the abuses of FISA, whether it's about Hunter Biden, uh, whether it's about this uh, these new charges uh, leveled against a, a whistleblower for doing the same thing that Hunter Biden did, mm-hmm. Hunter Biden skating on. You know, it's Mar-a-Lago versus Joe Biden with the presidential records. Uh, it's it's just, it's all going to focus on, to, all those things are part and parcel of the greater problem, which is a trust gap that's been created by abuse of power by our police apparatus, in this case, the FBI. So I think everybody's got their own take on where they're going to go. But, um, you know, that's it's going to be interesting.
2: I hope it includes all of the above because every scenario you you just laid out, which unfortunately is a partial list, by the way, um, you know, basically proves that we have a corrupt government where our top law enforcement agency in the land is partnering with our Department of Injustice in order to cover up the crimes of the elites while being weaponized against American citizens, including but not it, it. I can't remember the term here, including um, others besides just Donald J. Trump. And right. it and, and it's absolutely shocking. And Christopher Ray has not only has he not been held accountable for his role in the obstruction of justice. There's nobody in his FBI that's been held accountable. And then he had the goal the last time he came um, before Congress to look at his watch and, and act like, you know, I, I'm sorry, I got to go. There's a taxpayer funded jet waiting for me to haul me off to my. My vacation. So um, where? Are, what's going to be your take tomorrow for Christopher Ray?
1: Well, I, I'm, I'm not going to reveal everything because I know that he listens to you every night. Of course yeah. he does. He's
2: worried about me. He's worried about AK exactly. and, and what kind of <laughs> exactly. vegetable we're going to give him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. So I don't want to tip him off, but I, w- I, I think that, that everybody knows that I, I'm uh, kind of over the, the FISA, RIOF in my subcommittee and judiciary so i'll be talking at least in part and i'll just say it that way at least in part about um about uh, the fisa problem uh that that we have i mean they're 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 all yelling and screaming how wonderful it is that they only had one hundred twenty thousand uh unconstitutional queries uh last year and i'm like what? yeah <laughs> you're okay with that you're okay with that? and and so there's a lot to talk about there um, you know, and and you're right. What we, you and I were talking about is just a partial list mm-hmm. of the mis, misdeeds of F, of the FBI, and and so I've got a few others up my sleeve that that I'm going to raise with him and um, and talk with him about.
2: Okay. Um, hmm. As, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna prod too in depth. I can't wait to watch, uh, watch everything go down tomorrow. But hopefully he's gonna be called on the carpet for, um, when it, as it relates to the FISA situation, that the Durham report came out and said that there was no probable cause to begin this investigation in the first place. Mm-hmm. And when there's no probable cause to begin a, a, a law enforcement investigation, that means constitutional rights were violated doesn't it
1: uh absolutely and and so so uh so you're talking about uh, when is talking about it, he's talking about the initial uh the russia hoax basically how that I mean, look, they, Right, now, which,
2: which involved the FISA courts, because there was never any yes. probable cause in the first place. And basically, they all knew that it was Hillary Clinton's opposition research that as a way to cover up for her collusion with Russia, it was let's frame Donald Trump. There was never any probable cause to begin with.
1: Yeah, exactly right. And so so Hillary Clinton's paying for it. Um, she's got these cutouts. They're working with the FBI and they're working with the media. They, they you know, her cutouts are getting, you know, specific media people. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's where you should be going to, to publish it. And they knew it. And, and it, it was, this was, this was um, Ray's predecessor, Comey, but uh, nothing as much has changed there. They suppressed all the Hunter Biden bad stuff and the Biden family, bad, bad stuff, um, prior to the 2020 election and that would have been dispositive in a lot of places where there were close presidential uh, elections uh it it likely affected the outcome so that's you got 2016 and 2020 where the fbi actually had an impact on the election and we're hearing about election interference all the time from the russians Mm -hmm. how about from our own how about from our own department of justice and fbi
2: well, all of it is about ultimately about election inter- interference and electioneering, which is why I have a major problem with Bill Barr, who uh, also suppressed the investigation on the Hunter Biden laptop because he didn't want to, quote, you know, affect, uh, you know, the elections. Well, that's information that the American public has a right to have. Seventeen percent of Biden voters say that they would not have voted for him had they known about the Hunter Biden laptop story. So we've got uh, we've got electioneering on the part of the FBI and uh, Christopher Ray doesn't get a pass on that involving the crossfire hurricane or, or anything else, uh, simply because he took really? over for Comey, because he is still, I believe, Peter Strzok and Rosenstein, and all of them were still there at that point, as well as Sussman, as well as Kleinsmith, as well as as all the rest of the players that were involved, and none of them were held to, held to account. Um, and then we also have the fact, so that's the Durham report, and then we also have the fact that, that the FBI, including Christopher Ray, was a part of a the Hunter Biden bribery scheme. They have had this 1023 for since at oh, least yeah. at, at least t- uh, 2020, which which detailed the five million dollar bribery scheme.
1: Yeah, no, that's exactly right. And, lo- and look, uh, he has not been providing documents to us, to our committee, or any any others. He's been dragging their feet. And even when they provided it, they did not give us a copy for our own. They gave us a copy to view that had been redacted. Even though it's a non-classified document, there's no reason for it to be redacted. It's non-classified. It's non-classified, which, and they made us go into a skiff to read it, and th- then they took away my notes, confiscated my notes as I'm walking out the door. And and this is the authoritarian overreach of the FBI, and it's and they don't know what they're doing. I mean, it's like one hand doesn't know what the other hand's doing, but I you'd like to think that they would know what they're doing, but... Well, I think Race that they th- know what he's doing. Well, he, he does.
2: I mean, they, they all know what they're doing. In my opinion, it's about covering up for the crimes of the Biden family in order to affect the outcome of the elections. And I don't understand why he has not while uh, he has not faced contempt of uh, Congress charges. I don't understand why that hasn't been filed against him already.
1: Well, I know that um, I was working with some people today on uh what we call the holman rule um mm, mm-hmm. to 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 go after um uh, director ray and some others that need to we we need to reorganize the FBI we need to take away their salaries we need to go in and probably uh, take away pensions if necessary but the bottom line is uh, uh we we're working with some uh, one of the committees in congress to see if we can proffer that and get it going forward Andrea, what we're taking what you're facing is an oligarchical uh, uh, authoritarian regime in the mm-hmm. Biden administration. Mm-hmm. And and so everything we face, every institution is off the rails and is fighting aggressively against the American people. And I think I think the majority of Americans are starting to get it and I hope they mm-hmm. do because because the only way we're going to save this country is if the majority of Americans rise up yell and scream and make their voices known that this cannot be tolerated in our free constitutional republic otherwise it's just me and some other folks in congress uh, and we're and we're fighting the Uniparty. I mean, there there are people within our mm-hmm. own party that I have to fight on a daily basis.
2: Yeah. So. Well, I think one of the things that that uh, got a lot of people's attention was the Hunter Biden plea deal. When we've got yeah. we've got rappers that are in jail for three to five years on a gun charge that he got away with, right? Um, when you know we've got a lot of Americans whose kids were whose kids have been put in in prison for far less. When we've got we've got Americans who f- are so fearful every year as April is approaching from the IRS because they can't afford to pay their irs bill yet hunter gets away with uh, not paying any taxes on the money he was able to to line his pockets with off of his dad selling off the u.s and there's nothing that donald j trump did to warrant impeachment that involved high crimes and misdemeanors but bribery is specifically mentioned i don't understand why uh, uh, i mean why are we waiting to impeach joe biden
1: there there's no rationale really um Uh, I want to throw one other example for you. Don't forget that it was the FBI and this is Al Capone, a great notorious mobster, right? How did they get him? They didn't get him on the murders that he committed or or the, the conspiracies that he put in place. They got him on tax evasion and put him away in prison for a long, long time. Uh, The very similar thing with Hunter Biden and he gets nothing. And, and so, uh, I mean, Disparate treatment everywhere. I mean, where there's Mar-a-Lago versus the eighteen hundred boxes of, of uh, documents that the vice then vice president Joe Biden took out. Mm-hmm. And he had no authority. He had no authority to even remove that stuff because he was only the vice president. How about this one? Uh, cocaine in the White House. <laughs> Ex- explain to me. Um, I've been into the White House many times. And based on what I've read, I've actually placed my phone in the same box that apparently that the cocaine was placed into. So the question is, you, you mean to tell me that the most secure place on the planet, or it's supposed to be the most secure place on the planet, they can't tell us who uh, right. Dropped off uh, this this, yeah. this cocaine for
2: the it's same reason just, they, they can't tell us who 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 leaked the Dobbs report. Come on, I mean you know oh, yeah. there's a yeah. meme going around uh, about uh, the Hunter Biden uh, baggie with his initials on it. You know, property of you know <laughs> H Biden. And by the way, we all heard the audio that it was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that it was left in the in the library. So you know they've had to change the location. The magic the magic uh, nose dust that keeps walking around and changing locations Congressman Biggs, well, we always appreciate it, your coming it, on.
1: It, it just and Andrea, I just say this. It, believe me, with Hunter Biden, it was not found in the library. That's he's never going to be in a library I can tell you
2: good point well thank you for being here tonight we'll all be watching you tomorrow and hopefully um, we'll we'll be proud I know that we'll be proud of the work that you're doing tomorrow hopefully at some point we're going to have um, we're going to have repercussions accountability for Christopher Wray thank yeah. you for being here and you guys stay thank tuned you. taking a skinny tiny break but we'll be right back don't go away
3: Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Speaking of donuts, I don't mean to be petty here, okay? But somebody brought in a dozen today, and a certain show producer didn't save one for me.
0: Uh, that's because a certain show producer was busy, busy, busy.
2: Uh, is that? Do y'all think that's any excuse? Y'all think that's any excuse? Should the host of the show have to come in and find scraps of a dozen donuts? I don't think so. Okay. Just because you're busy all day long producing my show and pulling clips and stuff doesn't mean you can't do your job and go grab me a donut. (laughs) Didn't have time. (laughs) All right. Before the break, we were talking to Congressman Biggs. Christopher Ray is going to be before committee tomorrow answering questions. And even though, you know, a lot of times I think of these things as just political theater, I think it is really good because, uh, you know, it's always good when you can... Get information out to the public. And if it's done in the proper way, then we'll even have legacy media playing some clips from it. Because it's pretty clear that they're trying to push Biden out. I think that's one of the reasons why, as everybody's saying today, that the plea deal with Hunter is kind of being pushed back and may not happen. I think that they're clearly, I don't think that that was originally the intention. I think that they thought they were going to skate. They had no idea that the whistlebl- all these whistleblowers were going to come out of, of the woodwork. I think they knew, obviously, the gal left four years ago. Who is the U.S. and Israeli dual citizen? Who we reported on Gal Luft back in March because Gateway Pundit had reported that an that a whistleblower was missing, and I read up on the story and talked about it at the time that he had he had given information. I didn't know until last couple of weeks or the last week or so what that information was. But I knew in March, according to Gateway Pundit, that this gal Luft had been a whistleblower and he had gone to the government and said he had information on the Biden administration and um, they didn't do anything with the information. Somehow he ended up in Cyprus and he was about to be arrested in Cyprus. And he he, he knew that they, they were looking at him and breathing down his neck to, to see how they could retaliate against him. So, if memory serves, in March he skedaddled out of Cyprus and hadn't been seen for a while and was considered missing. Last week, of course, you recall, or a few days ago, yeah, last week, Miranda Devine from the New York Post published an article, and and then he did a video explaining the in detail. What the information had been that he had a meeting in 2019 with members of the DOJ and special agents of the of the FBI the meeting has been confirmed I believe there's an email that confirms this meeting did did take place in the meeting he gave information he was an advisor to the Chinese Communist Party of which Biden uh, was on the board I believe and had uh, associations with in fact this is the same. As uh, James Comer was pointing out today, this is the same Chinese company that Biden was trying to get was wanting to get an uh, rent an office next door to in, in the D.C. area and was actually there was an email asking if Joe needed keys to that office. Right. So um, he had that information. He gave other information regarding the Biden family. One of the agents that met with him in Brussels in 2019 was the same agent who went and retrieved the laptop in uh, 2019, summer of 2019, from the repair shop. So the FBI had lied when they said they didn't know anything about this FBI laptop and that it was, F- you know, uh, and then the, you had the, in the fall of 2020, you had these 51 supposed in- intelligence community officials all saying, oh, it's smacked of Russian disinformation. They had that laptop long before. So, this is the guy, Gal Luft. So, he does this video uh, Thursday or Friday of last week, and all of a sudden, four years after he has this meeting in Brussels, four years later, now they have indicted him. Eight felonies, one of which includes, get this, it includes him failing to register himself as a foreign agent. Well, how could he be committing a felony under FARA, the Foreign Affairs, you know, whatever act, where he's, how can he be guilty of that when he's working with the same company that Hunter Biden is working for? In fact, you know what? It is illegal. Hunter Biden should have been prosecuted for it. You're supposed to register when you're working on behalf of a foreign government in any way, shape, or form. But just like. Hunter Biden getting to skate on crimes that you and I, particularly the IRS, you and I would, would go to the pokey for. This gal is going gonna, gonna to be railroaded. And obviously, it appears to be retaliation on the fact that, uh, and, and the timing is always interesting on in these things. Think about also what was going on in the summer of 2019. Am I wrong to remember that in the summer of 2019, that was when they had this this meeting in Brussels it was around the same time that the the whistleblower Eric Chimarella and Colonel Chalef prompted came forward and prompted the Ukrainian impeachment Wasn't it around that same time Maybe the two don't have anything to do to do with each other but it just always seems as though somebody gets somebody gets faced slapped with some kind of trial some kind of indictment Sometimes some use of the FBI and the Department of Justice to railroad them. Either out of office, either to shut them up, either to send a message to everybody else in the form of the Jan 6 defendants. This is just blatant weaponization of the FBI and the DOJ. They sat on this for four years. All of a sudden now they're going to smack this guy with felonies. And it's because. There's just too much. The Biden corruption and the Biden bribery scheme is getting too hot and they're having to shut people up. We still don't have it confirmed by the U.S. government that it was Eric Chimarella who was the Ukrainian impeachment whistleblower. He was completely protected. But under Biden's DOJ, whistleblowers are now being retaliated against. One of the things I hadn't didn't have an opportunity to get into with Congressman Biggs and Christopher Ray was how the was how the FBI whistleblowers came before Congress and talked about the retaliation against them for speaking up against the violations and what was done involving Jan Six defendants. Remember how one of the FBI whistleblowers talked about how they encouraged, told him he had a new job in Wisconsin and he and his wife sold their house and moved the family all the way across country only to get there. They don't have any of their belongings and, and no, he no longer has a job. Steve Friend talked about how he had been retaliated against with the FBI. So whistleblowers in the, in the, in the Biden DOJ are being retaliated against being persecuted and prosecuted. We've got to have some accountability. Speaking of accountability, you know who else needs to be held accountable? Fauci, because the Select Subcommittee on COVID has released a a report today that blatantly shows how Fauci tried to manipulate uh, the the press and manipulate media in order to cover up the COVID lab leak theory. But before we get into that, coming up next, we've got Frank Gaffney, who's going to be here from Securing America and from the Center for Securing America is his TV show. He's from the Center for Securing Policy. He's going to be here to talk about the world. What's worse, the World Economic Forum or the Chinese Communist Party, as well as the Ukraine push to get into NATO. So stay tuned for Frank Gaffney. He'll be here next.
3: Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Y'all want a real reality check? Come join us on August 10th, Thursday, August 10th for our Saving America Town Hall. There'll be a whole lot of real talk there with me, Mike Gallagher, as well as Officer Brandon Tatum are going to be here hosting a town hall on how we can all join together and help save this country. Uh, Don't wait to get tickets. It's a small venue. It's going to be at the Encore Event Center here in San Diego. VIP uh, portion begins at 5 from 5 to 6.30 and then the interact of town hall is 630 to 9 or 10, I believe. It's going to be so much fun. Heavy hors d'oeuvres, cocktails, just a great time. If we've if we've got to save the country, we might as well have a good time doing it. <laughs> That's what I say. So come have a great time with me, Mike Gallagher, and Officer Tatum. Go get your tickets at com. Thank you to all of you who have done so, so far. Anyway, joining me now is, I thought this was a really interesting question. You know, we've talked on the show a lot about the World Economic Forum. We've had Reggie Littlejohn on a, a lot to talk about this new amendment and deal they're trying to get us into, the World Economic Forum. Everybody's talking about Klaus Schwab, but what... Uh, what's worse, the World Economic Forum or the Chinese Communist Party? We don't really talk about that so much, and I thought this was an interesting question. And it comes from Frank Gaffney, who's Executive Chairman and Founder of Center for Security Policy, author of the new book, The Indictment, Prosecuting the Chinese Communist Party and Friends for Crimes Against America, China, and the World. You can go to theindictmentbook.com, and he's also host of Securing America on uh, Real America's Voice. Y'all know I love RAV. I'm on with my girl, Dr. Gina and her show every week. Hi, Frank Gaffney. Welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show.
3: Hey, Andrea. It's great to be with you.
2: So, um, interesting question. What's worse, the World Economic Forum, which wants us into this new world order and the Great Reset and all that, or Chinese Communist Party?
3: Well, I think the answer is, if it's one or the other, the Chinese Communist Party has it hands down. I mean, the World Economic Forum, for example, hasn't killed 100 million people. And that doesn't take into account the 400 million, maybe 500 million that the Chinese have boasted about killing in the womb. Um, So they're in a class by themselves, uh, the CCP. But I, I will say this, what is worse than the Chinese Communist Party is the Chinese Communist Party aided and abetted by the World Economic Forum. Mm. And that's what we're watching every day. Uh it's it's happening, you know, on uh, as you were talking about with Reggie I think the other day the, the the World Health Organization front, it's uh the digital IDs that they have in mind giving to everybody so that everybody's can have a platform that can be monitored and ultimately controlled. Um, they're collaborating on, you know, crushing sovereignty mm-hmm. by creating these international organizations that, uh, you know, essentially will supplant uh, our national decisions on public health policy, for example, or dealing with crises of various kinds. So it's it's the 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 fact that the Chinese Communist Party and the World Economic Forum. And by the way, there's another totalitarian group that doesn't get as much attention these days because of those two sort of dominating the headlines. But there's the group that I call Sharia supremacists. mm
2: I'm glad you mentioned them because I've been I've been talking for many years about how uh, they're a natural partner uh, for the Marxists here in in, in the states and in and, and the world because what they share and oh people say to me no Andrea because you know Islam is a religion and I say no it's it, and and communism doesn't allow for religion I said no it uh, to me and you can correct me if I'm wrong you're the expert in security uh, matters but to me. Um, they hide behind a religion it's a political movement that hides behind a religious component in my opinion and they want a centralized system of power with complete control over its citizens
3: well that's right it's it's essentially um, a a doctrine they call sharia that is a political program it's got a patina of religiosity and so on but it's basically about power Mm -hmm. as is Communism, and as is it turns out, this sort of globalist uh, so-called capitalism—I don't think it's so much that as fascism. But but the thing that is so worrying, Andrea, and I think you kind of have touched on it, is the fact that these three guys are or groups, I should say, are all joined at the hip
1: mm-hmm.
3: for the moment because we are their mutual enemy. They they can't realize their respective and different, by the way, ultimate end states, unless they get us out of the way. So they're perfectly prepared, despite their very significant differences on a lot of counts, to collaborate, to work together and to become that much more dangerous in the way of adversaries for us.
2: We're talking to Frank Gaffney Executive chairman and founder of Center for Security Policy and host of Securing America on Real America's Voice. I'm, I, my mind is going to Ukraine because t- when we're sending cluster munitions over there, it, 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 uh, it, I have to think that they, that our government and the uniparty system wants, I, and I don't know your thoughts on this, but you know, we've got, we've got, uh, to me, it looks like, and, and, and there's since there's not any, nobody's pushing Zelensky to have a peace talk, in any peace talks, it seems to those of us who don't really have your expertise when it comes to foreign policy and security, it looks as though uh, the these same people are, are wanting an escalation. Um, but it could be that our whack job, demented, you know, um, President of the United States blurts out to the world, it could be the truth that we've got to send them cluster munitions because we don't have any ammunition left. Meanwhile, there's this push to get Ukraine into NATO, and I'm reading that if we put them into NATO, then we have to go then and fight on their behalf against Russia.
3: Yeah, you know, this is a complicated story, but let me give and, you I, and I'm
2: wondering kind of how it ties into excuse me for interrupting and I'm wondering how that sure. ties into what you're saying here in terms of destroying America because that could certainly lead to our destruction if we're dragged into this
3: world war with russia yeah I, I guess the way I would tie it all together mm-hmm. is I, I think the worse it gets in Ukraine, the better for China. Mm -hmm. The more we are distracted by Ukraine, the more we're dumping every last bit of armaments in and and dollar, Mm -hmm. uh, the better for China. And especially at a moment when, you know, I think, and and it's really the the leitmotif of this book, you're kind enough to mention the indictment. uh, They've been waging the Chinese Communist Party that is uh, what they call unrestricted warfare against us for decades. They're now, I think, feeling that they're at the point where they can take it to the next step. They couldn't for most of those years, but they can now contemplate using force, a shooting war, Mm -hmm. against us as well. And what would be better for their purposes, whether they're looking at seizing Taiwan or whether they're looking at taking us out? And my guess is, frankly, it's both than to have us completely uh, looking elsewhere and uh, draw, you know, essentially bleeding out Mm -hmm. uh, as are obviously the Ukrainians as well. Mm -hmm. So it's it's the say um, I think that the truth of the matter is whether it's 155 shells or whether it's javelins or whether it's you know, various other kinds of armaments. Um, we have been putting what we have, I'm ours and the like, we have been putting uh, way more than we can afford, uh, including from emergency war stocks in Israel and South Korea into uh, Ukraine. And I think the Chinese are tickled pink mm-hmm. that we're doing that. So are there other issues here? Yes, there are, and they are complicated. But I think that's the the common denominator, especially going back to what we were just talking about. Uh, Vladimir Putin is an agent of the Chinese Communist Party now, a a vassal, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was uh, authorized by Xi Jinping to go into Ukraine with the promise that it was just going to take a couple of days, it was going to be a splendid little war hadn't worked out. I think she's probably not altogether delighted with Putin, especially uh, with some of the shenanigans with Pascorin and all of that. But I do think that it serves the larger purpose of the senior partner in this no-limits partnership, as they call it. And if they can succeed, uh, whether it's through you know their unrestricted warfare means, which, by the way, Andrea, as you know, Include trying to take out our currency, mm-hmm. the reserve status of the, uh, mm-hmm. the reserve status of the world. Um, they uh, and they're they're working hard at that. Next month in uh, in South Africa, we'll hear you know news on that front. I think, but uh, or, or or whether it's through military means, they are on a mission and we are ignoring it. Absolutely. We are absolutely ignoring ignoring it. it. Or or, or being distracted. Yeah.
2: uh, There's there's so many distractions, uh, including the fact that our FBI and our DOJ seems to be focused on trying to take down Trump and trying to cover up the crimes of the Biden family. And... Uh, for one, Frank Gaffney, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. The book is The Indictment Prosecuting the Chinese Communist Party and Friends for Crimes Against America, China, and the World. Everybody get the book. Frank Gaffney, appreciate you being here tonight.
3: Thank you, man. Thank Good to you.
2: All right, stay tuned. We're going to talk about Fraud Fauci and the truth about his cover up of the lab leak theory.
3: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is, Andrea K. On the Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, all right, let's. I, I was going to play a clip. That and, and have some fun at Joy Behar's expense. But I don't want to miss an opportunity to share you guys, share with you guys this really, really important story that's not getting any play on the legacy media because I've got them up on the monitors. And it is smoking gun evidence that Fauci lied, that Fauci about uh, trying to cover up the COVID lab leak theories, that he was trying to manipulate the minds of the American people. Um, the, there was hearings today in which, quote, scientist- came before members of the select subcommittee on the COVID pandemic, and they have issued a report. Uh, long story short is that there was an article that was published called The Proximal Proximal Origins of SARS-CoV-2 um, from, what was the publication name? Not that that matters. And they actually, you could see a video that's going viral today in which it's from Nature Medicine. It was a Nature Medicine article called The Proximal Origin. And at one point, there was a press conference in March of 2020, where there was questions about a possible lab leak. And Fauci comes to the microphones and and he says there was an article, you know, that came out written by, you know, upstanding scientists who say, oh, no, that, you know, it's most likely, you know, the bats and the, then, you know, even using his hands to talk about how, you know, the generations through the bats. Well, there is now evidence um, through a report that there were emails involving Fauci and um, others of these co-authors in which they talk about trying to refute. The the lab leak theory. So he gets people to write this phony article refuting the lab leak theory and then goes before the American people to say acting as though this was just some independent article that was done that was agreeing with him and what he was saying to the American people that this came from a wet lab with a bunch of bats. In fact, in an email in February 2020, co-author Christian G. Anderson confirmed that their primary goal of drafting the proximal origin article was debunking the lab leak hypothesis. Quote, our main work has been focused on trying to disprove any type of lab theory. In another email, Anderson sent an email to Claire Thomas stating none of this helps refute a lab origin. Former NIH director and co-author Dr. Robert Rambote has admitted in a private private Slack channel with other with the other authors of the Nature Medicine article um, that proximal origin is an attempt to protect communist China. Now, remember, we were just talking to Frank Gaffney about the biggest threat to us is communist China, and they were literally trying to help communist China while lying to the American people. Let that sink in. Select subcommittee wrote, Dr. Rambo expresses concerns about China being accused of an accidental release of COVID and suggests the group should deny any evidence of a specifically engineered virus. Rambo wrote, given the blank show that should that would happen if anyone serious. Accused the Chinese of even accidental release. My feeling is we should say that there is that that given we should say that given there is no evidence of a specifically engineered virus, we cannot possibly distinguish between natural evolution and escape. So we are content with ascribing it to natural processes. So in order to stop the S show that was a that was going to come out. From the lab leak. They were going to say, well, there's no way for us to, to determine whether or not, and remember that? Remember that being the narrative that was being pushed out at every institution of our government involved, including the Department of Defense that put money into gain of function research, that there's no way to determine whether or not it was engineered or, or natural in, in its origin. So it's most likely that it came from bats. Dr. Anderson responded to this message by saying, Yep, I totally agree that that's a very reasonable conclusion. Although I hate when politics is injected into science, but it's impossible not to, especially given the circumstances. Immediately following the phone call on February 1, 2020, Dr. Ron Fauché expressed concern in an email that the ongoing controversy over the lab leak would, quote, do unnecessary harm to science in general and science in China in particular. So it was all about protecting their comrades over in China. You could read the emails. Some of them are hard to read. They're a little blurry. According to the subcommittee, the co-authors of Proximal Origin were so, quote, comfortable about the NIH's inappropriate engagement that they came up with the nickname Bethesda Boys to refer to doctors Fauci and Collins. He, quote, he sent it to the Bethesda boys. I suspect suspect Bethesda will be sending it round already, which is referring to um, the narrative. The select subcommittee asserted that the co-authors manipulated the data so that Fauci's vision could be realized and the paper could be published. And you can read all the drafts to this. Everything start to finish was a lie of what we were told. They lied to us about the leaks. They lied to us about its origins. They lied to us about how many people would die. They went and used phony numbers cooked up out of an outfit out of London to go into Trump's office and tell him 25 million Americans would die. They lied to us about masks. They lied to us about six foot distancing. They lied to us. Most importantly, they lied to us about about protocols that were saving lives. Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine in combination with ZPAC and others. They lied about remdesivir. They lied about ventilators. They lied about the shots. They lied about uh, locking healthy people in their homes. They lied about the veracity of these VCR tests. It was all a lie. All a lie to make money. Ultimately, the one thing I don't know is, but I suspect is that we all know this was a bioengineered virus. Was it intended to be a bioweapon from the Chinese Communist Party? I don't think the American government cared. I think the FDA and the CDC and the NIH and the NIAID are all in it for the money. And that money then gets funneled in the form of campaign contributions to Republicans and Democrats alike who don't care at all about the origins and don't care how many people died as long as they continue to be in power. That's the situation there. All right. Um, coming up next hour, we are going to play some fun clips in which the left continues to try to uh, support Biden, uh, try to defend him in terms of why he's ignoring his seventh grandchild. Uh, we got Quack and the Whack Tuesday. He Quack and the Whack is back. We're going to have some fun uh, with the Wacky Laws of the Week. Um, did Aretha Franklin literally leave did the queen of soul leave her will stuffed between some couch cushions evidently she did and there was a lawsuit as a result of it y'all know i'm endlessly fascinated with celebrities and their estate plans or lack of planning there thereof so we got to talk to quack about that we've got some more topics to get into next hour so stay tuned for another hour of the andrea k show our call-in number is 888-344-1170 email me at andrea k com. Don't forget our August 10th event. You're going to want to get your tickets for that. So uh, go get you something to drink. I'm going to go make me a hot tea. And then I'm going to come back and have another hour of fun with y'all here on the Andrea K. Show. Don't go anywhere.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency. knew all the government's.